Welcome to the Bridgeway Community Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. To learn more about Bridgeway, visit our website at bridgeway.cc. Today, our associate pastor, William Jin, reminds us of the difficulties, the motives, and the true cost of forgiveness. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's sermon. Good morning, Bridgeway. Well, first, I want to thank uh, our senior pastor, Dr. Anderson, for allowing me to share the Word of God with you today. I hope he's doing well and uh, take a good rest, uh, much-deserved rest with his family, and come back strong to lead us in this fall. Um, My name is William Jin. I'm one of the pastors uh, who work at the care uh, ministry uh, part. So... um, Thank you for having me today. And let me read the scripture uh, for where the message is coming from. It's from the Gospel of uh, uh, Matthew, chapter 18, verse 21 through 35. I got inspiration from uh, Pastor Mitch uh, last week. So uh, this is what I like to read uh, for you. Um, It's a long passage, so let me see if I can do it right. (laughs) Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times should I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle counts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on the knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knee and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into a prison until he could pay the debt. When other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told the masters everything that had happened. Master called servant in. You wicked servant, he said, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to a jailer's to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father would treat each other, each of you, unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. This is the word of the Lord. Um, let's pray. Lord, may these words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. Bless your congregation, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Okay. <clears throat> that was long <laughs> reading. Um, I know I'm a little bit rusty, so just bear with me. But since yesterday, the whole throughout the week, even today, uh, a lot of my colleagues are coming up to me and praying for me. And they're looking at me like, I'm praying for you. And uh, as if, like, you mean I'm going to mess that up? No. Just, uh, but thank you for the care. And, yeah, until the, the praise and uh, until coming up here, my heart was pounding a little bit faster than before. Uh, but that's okay, I guess. <clears throat> well, this morning, the message that I'm about to share with you is what I call personal reflection on forgiveness. Now, for the last couple of weeks, um, I don't know about you, but I've been specially challenged by Pastor Mitch and our so Pastor uh, Scott Garber for their wonderful message. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how I'm signed to the bracket. I mean, you know, the preaching schedule comes out, you know, several months uh, uh, before. And um, I just looked at it when, when it came out and said, oh, okay, um, boy, I'm following behind the pastor, uh, Michener, and boy, that's, that's going to be a day, you know. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, I looked at it, and I didn't say anything, but I was uh, bracketed in the, I don't know, message of forgiveness, and I didn't thought anything of it. And... Um, uh, I, I try to avoid preaching forgiveness because I am not good at doing that. Um, <laughs> so this is, a, this is a heavy subject for me. I know I, I'm not trying to be funny or anything like that, but uh, th this is emotional kind of thing because... Um, uh, I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm up there, I'm old, uh, but um, uh, I'm still trying to forgive one person uh, for my life, and that's, that's my dad. And um, so I try not to talk about forgiveness, but that's okay. Uh, so there's a three things that I want to talk to you about today. One, uh, just putting all the personal reflection on what, what message that I'm that listening to for the last two weeks, uh, I'm reminded again that I need to deal with these this three things. So what am I learning? Personal reflection on forgiveness. First thing is that forgiveness is difficult. Ta-da! Right? And second is that do I have a right motivation to forgive? I do not. The third, I, I'm sorry, being negative here. Uh, third, what are the actual costs of forgiveness? So I'm piggy bank on um, Pastor Mitch and Pastor uh, Scott Garber and many other pastors who went before me. And especially, uh, I'm heavily borrowing from the pastor that I used to know, the Tim Keller. So nothing that I'm going to say here is original. Um, so I uh, just want you to know that. So those three things, uh, forgiveness is difficult. A second, uh, do I have a right motive for forgiveness? A third, 
what are the actual costs of forgiveness. So let's begin. First, forgiveness is difficult. Uh, let me say it a different way. Forgiveness is not difficult, but it's, it's impossible. <laughs> For me, I don't know about you. Why? Because did you hear the, the text uh, that we read, Matthew 18? Peter says, well, Lord, you know, how many times should I forgive my brother who has sinned against me? Seven times. Okay, let's stop right there. Have you ever forgiven someone seven times? I haven't. It's, it's really difficult. Okay, then Jesus says, no, 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 not seven times, but seven times 70. That's 490 times. Um, I know that a lot of... Um, scholars are saying that means it's unlimited you could just you know uh it's unending you could you have to forgive every time person come come up to you and ask 490 times forget about eternity forget about unlimited part can you forgive someone who has offended you for 490 times i don't know about you but i I, i'm not sure i can do that uh well let me say it in, in, in a different way. I don't want to do it 490 times, right? Um, <clears throat> so uh, there you are. Why is it difficult? Because it's unlimited, right? For, you know, seven times 70. Uh, and second uh, part of it is, Whenever you talk about forgiveness, what I'm, what I'm understanding, reading from other people, forgiveness has to do with the concept of debt. You owe something to someone. Um, it's kind of funny, the Asian guy talked about Italian movie. You know, you know that part where stereotype of, sorry if, if any Italian brothers are here. Uh, it's like, hey, Tony, you... you, you <laughs> You owe me something, right? I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, you, you owe me something, right? Um, so, and, and the, the concept of debt is not only, uh, what does that mean, concept of debt? I, I think it has to do with justice, okay? The justice is a part of, Whenever you, talk about, whenever you talk about forgiveness, you have to talk about justice. Without that, uh, it just it doesn't stick. It doesn't stand on its own. So um, <clears throat> um, let me explain to you a little bit about this forgiveness related to the concept of justice. And again, uh, I, um, I heard from... The Keller's message um, on his tape one day, and, and he just dawned on me, like, wow, that is so true. Um, <clears throat> I, um, I live uh, in um, the Woodstock, Maryland. Um, it's right next to Ellicott City, for those of you who do not know where that is. And I live, uh, I've been there for about 10 years, and all my kids have grown up now, except one. She's graduating finally. Yeah, you know, getting out of the house. Um, so it's a townhouse. And, you know, when you live in a townhouse, 
you don't own anything outside, right? Uh, one time we planted the, the, the flower, the rose, and the, I don't know, the, the guy came and, and took everything out. Like, what are you doing? It's like, this is not your land. Like, what do you mean? This, this is my house. I said, well, you don't own outside, you know, that kind of thing, right? So we made a, we made a complaint to association, but it, it doesn't work that way. Anyway, uh, my townhouse behind my house is a common ground. Um, it's not huge, but a lot of times uh, children's or elementary schooler, they, they play outside, and it, it gets noisy, you know. Uh, it's not a big enough to play a football or baseball, anything like that. Sometimes they play soccer. And one afternoon, they're playing soccer, and, um, you know, I was, I was doing something on, on my, uh, my bedroom, uh, because I can't come to, a, anyway, a church uh, because of the COVID. And boom, you know, I hear this uh, um, uh, huge sound, the shattering uh, sh sound that, that uh, someone broke the window. So I got up and like, what's going on? So I went outside and I see about five to six kids uh, with a soccer ball. And the one little kid, I, I don't know, that he must be like third grader. He came up to me with, with uh, sad eyes and said, Mr., I'm so sorry. I'm the one who broke your window. And um, <clears throat> my, my parents told me not to play here, but, you know, uh, I, I, I'm just sorry. Is there a way you could let me go free? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> now, um, since we're talking about forgiveness, that's a moment of truth. What are you going to do? I mean, what am I going to do? Uh, well, I'm a pastor of a bridgeway, you know. Uh, I was showing my, show my generosity, and no, I didn't, I didn't do that. But, uh, <laughs> so um, I didn't go down the path to say, what is your name, kid? And um, where do you live? And who are your parents? Let me talk to them. Because that window... I don't know how much it costs, but let's say that window costs $100. And I want to talk to your parents so that your parents can pay me to fix that window. Now, what is that? That, um, I don't want to be too philosophical or theological, and I don't even know that's correct. But to me, that's fair, don't you think? Here's a broken window. You broke it. The broken window costs $100 to replace it. And you pay me $100, we're even, we're done, we're finished, we're good. I call it justice. <laughs> That's a big word, right? Uh, so there's nothing wrong with, with being fair, nothing wrong with being just, right? Broken window, $100, you broke it, you pay me, we're good. Um, what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is... Something like this. <clears throat> okay, kid. I look at the kid and said, I don't know, maybe I was having a good day. Maybe I was reading a, a you know, devotion uh, written by Pastor Mitch. I, I don't know. I just, um, I'm picking on you, Pastor Mitch. Uh, I just had a, you know, 
grace overcome me or singing the one of those praise songs, whatever. But that day, I just said, okay, um, kid. Well, I didn't say it that way, but, you know, I was like you. I broke so many windows when I was a kid. Um, I'm going to let you go free, okay? Um, just be careful next time. And matter of fact, don't play around here anymore, all right? Uh, just go home, right? And, and the, the kid says, oh, thank you, mister. Uh, thank you for not telling my parents about that. So he's on his way to home. And I came in and said, feeling good about myself, and I said, whew, I did something good today. Uh, I'm going to share this with Pastor Dave Anderson, you know. Uh, just kidding. Uh, so I came into my door uh, from the, the walkout basement, but nothing has changed. What do you mean nothing has changed? There's still broken window. Okay. Uh, okay, who's going to pay for that broken window? I know, my insurance. So I call insurance and say, uh, you know, someone broke my window and uh, I want to replace it. And he said, okay, no problem. Just to, to let you know that deduction is $500. <laughs> Wait, $100 window, I had to pay $500? No, forget that. So what does that mean? It means the $100 is going to come out of my own pocket. That is, my understanding is, reading from other people, smart people, that is what biblical forgiveness is all about. Wait, I didn't broke the window. Someone else did. But I'm paying out of my own pocket for someone else's? Wrong? That's crazy. What am I trying to say? You want to forgive someone? Don't say it's too lightly because it's going to come out of your own pocket. Right? $100? Yeah, kid. Go. You know, I'm a pastor of Bridgeway. Don't worry about it. You know, I'm, I'm much more generous than you think. Just don't play here anymore. Okay, feel good about myself. I came in. Uh-oh, there's a broken window. Who's going to pay for it? It's going to come out of my own pocket. This biblical notion of what forgiveness is. Okay, what about God and us? When God says, I'm going to forgive you. God doesn't have a magic wand and say, you know, I'm going to forgive your sin. Let's just, again, um, if I have a Jewish friends here, please forgive me. <laughs> forget about it, you know. You don't forget about it. God doesn't say forget about it. Uh, ah, don't worry about it. Just put it under the rock. We, we, we pretend that it, it, it's not there. He can't do that. God cannot do that. Why? Because the same praise worship song that we sang, God is holy. God is just. He has to deal with concept of justice. So, God forgives, but God 
collects his payment every time. What? Only thing is, he doesn't come to me and say, William, pay up. He collects it from his son, Jesus Christ. Every time. You think that seven times 70 is a lot of numbers, right? 490 times? Are you, you got to be kidding me? How many times God has forgiven you? It's unlimited. But he doesn't say, forget about it. You know, put it under the rock. We, let's consider it didn't happen. He, don't, he can't do that. So what does he do? He punishes his son. He put him under the cross. That's crazy. That's how justice has been maintained. At the same time, his mercy is shown. Um, so, personal reflection on forgiveness for me, the reason why I don't want to deal with this subject is forgiveness is difficult. Well, no, forgiveness is not difficult. It is impossible for, for me. I don't know about you. I don't want to do it. Because what? If I say I forgive you, it's going to come out of my own pocket. Some window is $100. Other window in your life may cost $1,000. Some window, broken window, you could pay it once. All right, I write a check for 100 bucks, But other windows, you got to pay an installment for a long time. 20, 30, 40 years. What if, like last week in, in one of the interviews, what if some alcohol, someone drunk driver hits someone and that person is paralyzed for the rest of his life? You want me to forgive someone who hit me? Yes. Why? Well, it's a Christian thing to do. Really? So how do I pay back? from my own pocket for the rest of my life? Some window is simple. You write a $100 check. Others, it could be millions of dollars. I don't know whether I want to I do that. Forgiveness is paying someone else's damage out of my own pocket. This is a stupid idea. I'm sorry, Lord. Uh, um, how do you forgive? I don't know why I picked this subject, but uh, um, Kosivo in 1998 to 1999, there was the um, ethnic cleansing, genocide, was going on. Okay, history of, of, of a world, things like that happens, right? Like in World War II, uh, six million Jewish people were killed in a concentration camp. I mean, Korean War in, in my culture, it just is a big, big stuff, right? Um, if you have lost a family member, 
someone that you love in that kind of setting, um, how, how do you forgive? What does it mean for you to pay out of your own pocket for that suffering? It's not just simply say, oh, okay, well, we, got, we went to church today and then I'm going to forgive. Well, I'm not sure I can do that. Second point, do I have a right motivation for forgiveness? Um, I, I looked around and, and, and uh, it's see within me, I don't want to forgive someone because I feel morally superior. I'm educated. I am, I don't know, I, you know, whatever, you know, I'm whatever, you know. Uh, I don't want to say, well, I have more room to give than you, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm generous. I'm filled with grace, um, which I'm not. But I'm not morally superior. And even if I am, that shouldn't be the reason why I should be forgiving other people. Um, what about others? I used to forgive, I wanted to forgive people, and I, and, and I, I preached the same way. I said, do you want to live the rest of your life with a grudge? Uh, or having this pain of, of hatred? Or sustaining anger for the rest of your life? Don't you want to be happy and free from all that? Well, then Forgive. But the thing is, it's all about you, all about me. I'm forgiving someone because of me, because of my pain. But what's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. But somehow, that's not a biblical answer. Why should you forgive? Let me say it bluntly. You, don't, you might not like it. You should forgive someone because... God says so. What? What about the reason? Well, first, God says so. Second, because God has forgiven your sin. That's the reason. Uh, I, I'm not sure I'm there yet, Pastor. I'm not, I'm not spiritually there yet. I think, more I think about it, and I might be wrong, uh, but don't, don't send me any emails. Uh, I might be wrong on this, but I think that is the way we should think about ourselves. reason why you want to forgive someone is because God has forgiven you. Not because you want to feel happy again. I, that's a good reason. I, I, I like that. Or because I'm a little bit better than the other guy. Uh, I kind of like that. But biblical reason is you're forgiven. So what I'm learning on the right motive is this. more I think about this subject, I realize I can't do it or I don't want to do it. Because it's going to cost me something from my own pocket. And second... I'm not sure how much God has forgiven me. 
So as I struggle through that concept, guess what I'm coming into be? I'm coming to a place where, Lord, I don't like what I see in me. I'm no better. I am filled with wretchedness. I have no righteousness. And I don't want to do this. Unless, unless, may that your grace of forgiveness once again sweep through my heart. So I struggle. I struggle and I lay down and I say, Lord, <laughs> this is who I am. And I, I need your grace. Last. By the way, uh, before I go to the last point, I grew up in the, uh, the Chinese Kung Fu movies, right? Uh, Bruce Lee and, and all of that, right? <clears throat> and there's a theme and genre of the movie. What is that? Why is it so attractive other than you know, martial arts and all of that kind of thing? Because underneath it, there's a theme of revenge, right? If you don't forgive the sense of justice, even if you are a gangster, you kill one of my brothers, I'm going to kill you. And, and as, as the movie unfolds itself, we watch it and say, yeah, even the gangster who doesn't respect any law, they know what justice is. So sense of vengeance occupies in my heart. Enough of that. Point three. Actual cost of forgiveness. So what am I learning there? Um, I'm just heavily borrowing from Pastor Mitch's uh, message here. Um, you got to do three things, I believe. You want to forgive someone? You have to decide whether you want to forgive someone or not. Don't rely on your feelings. Okay? It's like, well, that guy doesn't have a proper attitude of apology. I'm not going to forgive him until I see a sincere repentance. I'm not going to grant a forgiveness. No, because your feelings can fluctuate. It could change. It could be up or down one day. Decide. Decide you were willing to pay out of your own pocket or not. And then you need to put your face down on the ground and say, Lord, have a mercy on me. I can't do this. I don't want to do this. But Lord, show me how Christ died, how he had forgiven me seven times 70. And then, then how you pay back? Absorb, absorb the pain and suffering because you're paying out of your pocket. That's how you forgive someone.
Let me finish you with, uh, let me finish you with um, um, illustration. <clears throat> it was a long time ago. Uh, I was pastoring in Philadelphia, and couples came in. And, and they're just sit, sitting there uh, in my office and said, so, uh, yeah, how, how are things, you know? I try to be cordial. And um, they said, fine. It's like, okay, what can I do for you? And there, there's silence, pause. Like, okay. You know, one of those things like, oh, man, it's going to be a long day. Uh, <laughs> then after about five minutes of pause and silence, the husband uh, opened up his mouth and said, I, uh, I was involved with other women. Um, and as soon as he, he shared that, the, the wife was, started sobbing. And I said, oh, no, no, no. It's like, I, I got to play, I got to go out and play my golf. And, uh, <laughs> no, you know. And uh, <clears throat> so, um, you know, any broken relationship, you need to do three things, right? One is someone has to say, I'm sorry. And theologically, we call that repentance. What does a true repentance look like? And second thing is someone needs to say, it's okay, I forgive you, the forgiveness. And the third they both have to say, let's start this thing over again. Okay, those are the three things that you need. It's, it's no rocket science, it's common sense, right? So, um, husband was a little bit defensive. He says, well, you know, I asked for forgiveness, and, and uh, yeah, the Bible says we should forgive others. And I was going to say, shut up, you know. <laughs> Uh, but, but I said, no, just, 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 just be quiet, just be quiet. And uh, I know, I know. Then, then I, I asked a wife, I said, what do you want to do? And she says, I, I don't know. And um, I said, okay. Um, and I, I didn't know what to do either because, it, because I wasn't trained as a, as a marriage and family therapist back then. Um, so I said, um, you know, whatever the decision that you guys are willing to make, I'm, I'm, I'm going to support you and help you. And I was dressing to a wife. I said, um, if you want to restore this relationship, just like I said to you, three things got to happen. Someone needs to say, I'm sorry. And what does that mean? And second, you need to forgive. But what does a forgiveness mean? And the, the repentance and faith, you don't need other party. You can do it on your own. But when it comes to third issues, restoration, 
both of you have to decide. And, and I said, uh, you know, give me five more minutes. I, my watch is saying, do you spend all, all your time? Uh, um, so I said, the f this is what forgiveness is. And I said, if you decide to forgive your, your husband, you got to pay out of your own pocket. And she said, what, is, what does that mean? How do I pay out of my own pocket? It means you have to make a decision that you're going to forgive. And you got to think about the gospel. And you got to absorb the pain and suffering that comes with it. Because what you're, going to go, what you're going to go through is a cycle of grief. You're going to feel denial. Oh, no, it didn't happen to me. No, not my husband. And then you're going to feel angry. Oh, how could he betray our faith? And then you're going to feel depressed. And then you're going to say, perhaps maybe it's not too late. You start bargaining. Right? If I did this, if I do this, then this will happen. Then you're going to go back to denial. It's going to, you're going to jump, you know, bounce all over the place. For how long? I don't know. Usually maybe a couple of years. Some people, maybe the rest of your life. What? When you're driving to your work, you turn on the radio and the, the song comes out that when you were dating with your, your, your husband and the song takes you, the memory where it takes you back, you were dating, then sense of anger were rushed. So how could he do that? You want payment. You broke my window, you got to pay. When you're watching a YouTube, I don't know, uh, you know, some romantic scenery or whatever, it, it reminds of your husband and that mistress. You're imagining things. Am I going crazy? No, no. Whenever you feel like <laughs> collecting a payment from your husband, you go into your bedroom, close the door, and you put your face down, and you start crying to the Lord. And say, oh, ah. That's how you pay back. That's what it means to pay out of your own pocket. And she says, I'm not sure I can do this. Um, I'll talk to you a little bit about that. I mean, my, my, my dad, uh, maybe some other time, but... Uh, 
couple of years ago, I got a call from Wisconsin, state trooper, saying, do you know so-and-so? So yeah, that's, that's my dad. Well, he's up in Wisconsin, and we want you to come and um, drive him home. What? My, my dad lives in Chicago. Well, he's up in Wisconsin. Um, wait, I, I, I live in Maryland. Um, hold on. So I went to, I went to, to Chicago to pick him up. I, I asked one of my cousins to go up there and, and get him. He's in the first stage of dementia. He was driving and he lost the, the, the way. So he drove all the way up to Green, Green Bay, you know where the football team is? Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> so I had to go get him and I didn't know what to do. So I brought him home to Maryland and I asked my wife, uh, have a mercy. <laughs> He's with me for two years. Every morning I, I cook, cook him a breakfast. I'm tired of it. Um, there's one person that I want to get away from is, is my dad because I grew up in Domestic violence, home. You know, little child, afraid of coming out of the closet because your mom and grandmother, they got sh shattered with, you know, whatever, the bloody nose. And so I said, I will never be like my dad. I don't want to do anything to do with him. Lord has a sense of humor. He says, you take care of him. <laughs> and um, forget about the feelings. Do the right thing. Um, his memory is fading. Um, just yesterday, we're having a retreat. Our leadership is having a retreat. And lunch at 12 o'clock, and I said, oh my goodness, I gotta go back to home, because my wife is working, and I need to cook for him for lunch. So I finished my lunch in like 10 minutes, and, and then took off, cooked for something, and it came back. And, uh, Um, so forgiveness is uh, it's not an easy thing to do. But because it's not an easy thing to do, how do you experience grace of God? What God has done for you? Seven times 70? That's how you're going to experience what God has done for you. Let's pray. Father, just uh, <clears throat> may the bridgeway would be the gateway to forgiveness. May that our community will show the gracism 
that embrace everyone. It's stupid, but we're willing to pay out of our own pocket for our brothers and sisters who are hurting, who made a mistake, or who wants to come back. So, Lord, be with our congregation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Bridgeway Community Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. You can learn more about Bridgeway by visiting our website at bridgeway.cc. You can download today's sermon notes at the link in the description. We hope to see you soon in person at our Owings Mills Reisterstown campus. Thanks for listening and have a great week.